Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, I feel like that representation is so important. Like if you're constantly watching stuff that you don't see yourself in, you start to question like, man, do I, do I even belong? Like you, you start having these different mm. questions. So I, I feel like, you know, just these critical things were were important. So that's why we, we really did what we did. But to see where where we are now, I think the the moment where it really clicked for me was at the NAACP um, Image Awards. Um, so we we were nominated, but the crazy part was seeing who the other nominees were. Like we were up against the Proud family, who was on the, the Disney, you know, wow, we're up against all wow. these. And it's like, man, we did this at home, you know, <laughs> with just our family. Yeah. And we're up against these major uh, uh, brands and, and production companies, like multi-million dollar uh, machines. But it was just a testament to that you don't necessarily have to have a big force behind you. You can do this with the idea. If it's the right idea and you really, you know, put what's necessary to, to, to get it going, it's gonna it's gonna do well. 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 Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Listen, art is not here today, but that's okay because we've got not one, not two, but three amazing guests for you all. I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet, but I am going to tell you this. Every parent that I have mentioned this episode to has gone through the roof with excitement. Now, you know, I don't lie to you. I tell you the truth. It's going to be a topic I don't know a whole lot about because I'm removed from this portion of my life. My children are almost grown and out the house, but everyone, and I mean everyone that I have spoken to with younger children, has been ecstatically happy about this episode. So much so that I had to begin to dig in. I had to learn what was all this hype about? What was going on? What were these amazing folks over at Gracie's Corner doing that drove so much excitement? How did a YouTube movement about education create the type of fanfare that we have here. And that's what we're going to go into today. The why behind Gracie's Corner, the what behind Gracie's Corner, and especially the who behind Gracie's Corner. And with us, we have Gracie's Corner. We've got Gracie herself, we've got Javaris or dad, and we've got Arlene, also known as mom. 
And to that point, I want to introduce you to Gracie's Corner on Wild Black. Family, please just take a few moments and tell the folks listening a little bit more about yourself, and we'll get this thing going. Gracie, why don't we start with you? Well, I want to say that I'm really excited to be on here and to be talking with you. I'm going to smile this whole episode because if this don't take me back to my baby, <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, keep it going, family. Keep it going, family. Yeah, so as she said, we're really happy to be here. Um, a lot of people want to know about our journey. Um, our journey started in 2020 around a pandemic. And around that time, this one right here kept saying, I want a YouTube channel. I want a YouTube channel. And dad was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But what ended up happening, yeah. What ended up happening was around the same time, we saw a void in content. Um, we have two smaller children. So we are further away from being empty nesters, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, our, our youngest is four. But at the time, he was one. And we saw the content mm. that was out there. And we saw the kids did not look like our kids. And so yeah. that void, along with her wanting a YouTube channel and always singing, is what actually led to what we have today, Gracie's Corner. I love it. I love it. I love it. Being able to see yourself reflected back in every aspect of your world is so, so critical. Hats off, hands up. Thank you for what you all do. Dad, did you want to say anything? Yeah, so I'm dad, uh, and it's just been really cool to create this project with uh, the family. Um, just a quick little background. I know it's always weird when I tell my story because I'm a former chemistry professor. Um, I first taught at FAMU um, as a visiting assistant professor. Then after a year there, taught at uh, University of St. Thomas. But yeah, during the pandemic, like my wife said, things got crazy. And we were both working from home. The kids were learning from home. And we really had an opportunity to see what was out there. And yeah, like my wife said, there was a, there was a void, you know, as far as like the entertainment space. Um, you know, when we look yeah. at society, there's this beautiful melting pot of different cultures and backgrounds. But then when we look at the media, it doesn't necessarily translate to that same representation. So um, kind of joining forces with my daughter with the, the idea of she wanted a YouTube channel. She wanted one of those, you know, slime making, uh, unboxing toys type um, uh, channels. And I wasn't quite on board with it because I know there's a great um, demand that comes along with it. But uh, she also enjoys singing, though. So we, we tried to find this middle ground where she could sing. You know what? I, first off, we're going to jump into what we call our wild black shh. Because we ain't cursing today. Yeah. It's a little warm-up section in a second. But th the first thing that I just have to say is it is it's so cool. It is so inspiring to, to hear that you all were normal people yeah. who had a passion, saw a void, and acted. You didn't, you didn't come in here with all the experience that one might think you need. You, you knew some things, right? Because we as black folks, we know some things, right? And we can figure some things out. So it is so good to see, to hear, and to be able to talk about the fact that you all created this phenomenon from your heads. Yeah. In a moment where the world began to slow down, you all sped up, right? You found a way to insert yourselves into the narrative and impact tomorrow. 
And I, I don't want to ask this question yet, but I'll allude to it. I want to know, did you ever think it was going to be what it has become? Because I'm, I'm telling you, I, the way people respond when I said it, you would have thought I said I had Beyonce coming on this thing. People, I'm, I'm, listen, I don't blow smoke. I'm so serious. People responded so well. I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> no, we, we had. All right, so. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, we, yeah, we had no idea it was going to get to this level. I remember when we first started, man, we probably were getting maybe 100 views a month. Um, some most yeah. of those people being family members, <laughs> you know, my mom being one of them. Um, but to, <laughs> to get to the point now where we're averaging over a hundred million um, views per month, you know, wow. that's just been mind blowing to kind of see that that whole growth, especially in such a short span of time. But I think a, a big yeah. piece of it has been families seeing that same void that we we noticed, and you know, now seeing this content out there where little black children are at the forefront. You know, there's just this yeah. natural excitement about it. And then on top of that, the music itself, is, it really resonates with both the adults as well as the kids. So we, we just kind of, I don't know, it's been a real cool cool thing to bring together. Yeah, I believe it. I see it. I see it. So I want to jump into our into our little warm-up. The way this works is three questions. The first two are, are fun, funny. They, they dive into Black culture. And then our last is a very standard question that we ask every single guest. So I'm going to start here. So the, the first question that I have is this one. You know, black, in black households and black families, Saturday morning is that morning where we get up, we might not want to, and we clean up, <laughs> right? Somebody is going to turn on some kind of music and somebody else, I'm not assigning any roles or responsibility here, but somebody else is going to go to all the rooms and wake all the other somebodies up and say, hey, it is time to come down and clean up. So I'd love to hear from each of you here. Give me three songs that might be played this morning clean up. And hint, hint, they can absolutely be one of your own songs. Um, I believe that one of those songs might be the cleanup song, and the second one would, it's not really a part of cleaning up, but you could do it right after cleaning up. Wash your hands, or like right right when you get up, like maybe like if you were getting up, you go and like get ready and get dressed. It's like the morning song. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So she she just rattled off all of her songs. <laughs> but, no, yeah. I mean, Gracie said, we ain't got no room for mom and dad. I got this. I got this. All right, so I'm going to jump into the second question. Uh, it's going to be along the same lines as family and not only do we clean on Saturday morning, we, we typically clean with a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So getting the house clean, but maybe Saturday night we got some people coming over. Friends, family, whatnot. And when we do that, there's always going to be some type of game happening. What are the games that happen in your household when people come around? What games are you all playing? Well, we don't really have much people come over, but I'd say if it was a game, I'd say we'd play either like, Monopoly or like Uno, 
mm-hmm. or like some of like the simple games that you usually would play in your life as a child. So the adults play spades or a game called Tonk. So, <laughs> but the kids are playing. Listen, you know. I'm from Mississippi. I get it. <laughs> you, you all, you all hit all. The only thing I didn't hear was dominoes. You oh, hit all yeah. the ones I was thinking about all the way around. All right, last question, and this is our signature question. And this is for any of you all who want to answer it or all. What do you love most about life while black? Mm, I'd say that I get to wake up every morning feeling good about myself, self-love for yourself. And like, you have to take care of your body and yourself. Like every day, it's a daily life. And most people might not really like care about that, but I feel it's important to give yourself some self-love. Are we sure Gracie's only 11? Yes. So I will say Black culture is awesome, and I am unapologetically that. Like, I just love, I love everything about it. Not saying that there aren't, you know, the difficulties we see still. I mean, we've come a long way, but I just, I just love I love black culture. I, I I love the music. I love the style of the food. I love everything, you know. And um, you know, and I, you know, and I teach Gracie this, and her and her siblings this. Like, you hold your head high. Like, you come from kings and queens. Like, mm. you know, mm. you're all of that. You know, so you walk around regardless of what the media portrays or what you hear. Um, you hold your head high and you know that you're awesome and you're made wonderful. So, I mean, hey, I, I the culture. All right, we're going to jump into the dope quote. Now, the dope quote is something from religion or science, history, math, entertainment. It doesn't matter. It's from the mouth of someone black and it has relevance on our episode today. So I'm going to read it. And then I love if you all just take a couple seconds and tell me what it means to you. The dope quote is this. Education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom by George Washington Carver. I'll read it one more time. Education is the key to unlock the golden door of freedom by Mr. George Washington Carver. When you hear that, what comes to mind for you? And honestly, my life, that really does nail it in a, in, in a short summation with what you just said. Because um, like I said, growing up, I did music. And then, of course, switched right. over into chemistry, doing science. Um, and now I'm back into music, but I also learned like some business. But the thing is that education was the key for me to be able to have that versatility to to kind of navigate my way. Because if you, the less you know, it's really easy to end up getting pigeonholed into a single, you know, dimension. So the more you know, you can really broaden your your horizon. So you know, yeah, I, I was a chemist, but I had additional education and knowledge that allowed me to pivot and go a different direction. So that way, I don't know, I think that's very valuable because like, if you're not stuck, you can find that happiness. Like you can say, oh man, you know, I, I don't think this is necessarily for me. But some people, you know, if, without that education, you really, you have limited options. So that's, that's kind of like yeah. my stance on that. Yeah, there's a big reason why they didn't want us to learn how to read and they didn't want us mm. to be able to be at their institutions, you know, because there's so much power um, in learning 
and knowing, you know, when you're in the dark, you can't see. But once you start to learn, there's a lot of things that become, you know, open to you. Like you, you can sort yeah. of see a lot more. You're no longer in the dark yeah. when you start to learn. Yeah. And so, what are you going to say, Gracie? What I was going to say is that education is the most like important part in our lives. Like we use it every day. Yeah. And I think that's what makes people powerful and special and unique. When they learn their different skills and talents. That's pretty awesome. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. I mean, Gracie, are you always like this? Is this is this you every day? Is this how you always are? I mean, I can I can definitely put lots of detail into sentences. <laughs> I have a good vocabulary. Gracie, you're the youngest guest we've ever had on Wild Black. Before you, the youngest was 17 or so. So you're already breaking records on this side for us as well. Okay. Dad, you talked about the pivot, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is critical because so many people dream about it but fail to make it, right? For for various reasons, right? Could be fear, could be resources, could be education, could be self-confidence, right? Gracie, to your point, it could be a function of Mm self-love. And so I want to talk about that, but before I talk about the pivot, I want to go to where you were before the pivot. So we we brushed against this already, but let's talk a little bit about what was Gracie's corner as a family before it became Gracie's corner that we know. Prior to the switch and this pivot, what was life like? Who were you all? What were you doing? And what were you dreaming about before you found this? So, um, you know, hardworking, um, family. Um, both of us were really fortunate. Um, so he was like a first-generation graduate. Likewise here, my mom didn't go to school. My dad didn't go to... Well, he didn't finish college. He actually was in the military. Right. Um, but we, you know, took education and use it to our advantage. And both of us actually ended up getting PhDs, you know, and even with those PhDs, I'll be honest, like um, we chose to go into academia. And unfortunately, academia is not the most rewarding financially, but it's something we both loved. And so, you know, to be honest, before this, I mean, we were like a lot of families out there. Um, You know, we you know, weren't necessarily putting the most in savings. And, you know, we were definitely, you know, doing well, feeling fortunate, you know, but we were, we were, we were grinding. I, um, I worked two jobs. I was a professor at Texas Southern University and I had a private practice and divorce was also a professor, you know, and so just, you know, what you would expect to see working, some people working two jobs. And um, yeah. I think around the time we had um, tried a couple different business ventures um, that weren't successful. And that actually speaks to something. Some people think that when you start something, the first thing you do should be successful. No, we had a couple of failures from, you know, a, a right. cleaning business we tried to do, you name it, you know, and, and um, this wasn't the first thing that we tried, but this was what worked. Yeah. And so it kind of speaks to yeah. still trying stuff. But we were every everyday family working, you know, and trying to take good care of our family. Yeah. And yeah. On, on that too, though, like, 
doing doing the regular stuff as far as like um, being a professor, teaching, having office hours, making exams, and you name it. Being a dad, uh, husband, you know that was like the typical normal life for for me. But as we were doing uh, Gracie's Corner, uh, we were trying to balance that and create music, create um, scripts and animations and the whole nine. And it was really interesting starting out, man, because like I said, we had very few views at the very beginning. And I'm going to be honest with you, (laughs) it was rough because um, whenever you're doing animations and things like that and the whole production, it costs, you know, it costs money. (laughs) It does. And you can kind of imagine... We weren't even monetized on on YouTube because you have to reach, you have to achieve all these different criteria in order to even start yep. become monetized. And all those hurdle rates. Yeah. So she she was very supportive the whole time, man. Cause I always tell people, like, at any point my wife could have pulled the plug and been like, you know what? <laughs> this this ain't it. Because really we shut this whole operation yeah, down. Yeah, because honestly, <laughs> money was only going out. And this is for this was for quite a while. I think it was how many months until we even became monetized? I want to say it was over a year. Like, Almost, yeah. Our first check was $19. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was I'm, like, woo! Mm, first we did all this and put out like, you know... Honey, we yeah, made it. it. $19. <laughs> yeah. We made it. Yeah, so it's like, you know, always remembering that, though, it's always humbling because, you know, yeah, things are going great now, but that journey to that point, honestly, it was a leap of faith because, like I said, yeah. it was something that we could have easily just stopped because, like, man, this we're just spending money. Um, we're trying to make it day to day. But it was something inside that was just saying, continue creating, just continue creating because there's some kid out there who needs this? There's there's a family that would appreciate this, and so just doing it out of passion and love, and then everything else just follow with time. But yeah, just continuing yeah. To, to do it. Tons of patience. Was there <laughs> was there ever a moment where you all considered hanging it up, quitting, not oh, going any further? Yeah. Oh yeah, like for for sure. Like like I said, it, it was it was costly, and you know we weren't we weren't we didn't have you know. We were professors, you know, professors at yeah. liberal arts colleges don't, I mean, you can look up the salaries. They don't make tons, you know. Yeah. And so everything we were doing could have been going towards other things that were necessary, yeah. you know. And so it was a struggle. And so I want to say third video we put out, we only had like 100 views. And I felt like we were posting it on Facebook, our friends, people we thought were friends friends weren't watching it. I'm like, geez, I'm going to remember this one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know who your who your supporters are, you know, from how they respond in the very beginning when you don't have much going True on. story. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So at one point I was like, wow, this is costing a lot, you know, and, um, and mind you, so you heard me say I was working two jobs. So what was covering was mm-hmm. my private practice. I was doing a lot of evaluation. I was seeing a lot of patients. I was working a lot of hours. I would do my full-time TSU job and then I would see like 30 patients a week, you know? And so it was a lot. And yeah, and so that's why he says, 
I thought she was going to make me hang it up because I was tired, <laughs> to be honest, at one point. You know, but, you know, we we stuck in there and thank goodness we did because it's fantastic to see how people are reacting to Gracie's Corner. Um, that's why we do it, you know, is because yeah. it fills that void we saw. And yeah, yeah. Scary. I love it. Gracie, question for you. Mm-hmm. So when, when all this was going on and before Gracie's Corner took off and became this big hit. What did you dream about? What were you thinking about when you first started this? Well, as my dad said, I wanted to be a chemist, but then also when you look at it, you might also need to do, need to, you might also like mess up on words. And then, then also, um, it, you take, it's, it takes a lot of like self motivation to put into that and you you have to have like enough like somebody to like support you and keep you going on there but i'd say that when when i was like 7 or like 8 i wanted to like do singing but then also unboxing toys and stuff was like really like popular at the time in the pandemic like kids like watch like the shows like you know the shows like where they unbox the toys and like they show you like the toys that like look really cute and like lots of people like lots of kids are into that but but then I also looked at it as like does take lots of self motivation, but you do need privacy mm-hmm. as well. And as as time was going on, my my mom and dad thought and said, "We we need to come up with something because we need to put something out there and like make people know that it isn't just about media." noticing you and make making you popular and like go uphill <laughs> since seven right it's I'm, crazy how how far we've come it is yeah it is so gracie i want to ask you another question specifically so i know there are a lot of parents because i'm one of them and we care about our children and we want to protect them and and sometimes and parents, forgive me, but sometimes our protection can get in the way, right? Sometimes our fear stops our children from doing the things that they want to do. So for you, being so young and, and knowing that you wanted a YouTube channel, knowing that you wanted to sing and watching how this came together, what kind of advice do, would you give to another young person who has these dreams that they want to go after? What would you tell them to do? I would tell them that might be scared in the it might be scared being in a world like this being your society and having to live up to things but i say just chase on your fears and like take motivation action and actually show power and courageousness and like just be be like happy 
and like be fast with it and like have lots of like love and putting into this. And I say just chase on your dreams. And if you really feel like doing it, do it. But if you don't feel comfortable with it, don't do it. And you might be going on to something. Sister? Listen, I don't, I don't know what's next for you, but there's got to be some motivational speaking in there at some point. Like we, parents, we, we, we got to put that on the table. I think she's ready. That would be cool. <laughs> Lord, have, have mercy. All right, so, so tell me this. Now, we, we've set the scene. People know where you were, how you were, that you, you were living the same grind as were all of us in some form or capacity. Mm-hmm. Then you had this idea. And then you began to think, I'm going to take steps to create this. So now we're there. That's where so many people are right now. They have an idea. They're, they're, they're talking a good game, but they don't know the steps. They operate in fear. How did you all move past that and actually start creating? Yeah, honestly, um, <laughs> like with, with our education, like, like my wife says, she got a PhD in psychology. I got a PhD in chemistry, but mm-hmm. what we do now is so outside of that. But the thing is... Um, Developing that critical thinking skill, um, and this is something that yeah. you don't you don't necessarily need a PhD to even have it. But we were able to hone those skills. But um, so if there's something you specifically want to do, the world of resources are at our fingertips now. Like back in the day, you know, before technology, yeah, it was so much harder to try to figure out how to do that, do so many things. But now, honestly, yeah. a quick Google search or hopping on YouTube, like people will walk you through certain things. Like I didn't know anything yeah. about producing uh, in the stuff that you, you're seeing. Like it really was like through watching YouTube and other things and just trying to find out the basics. And then with time, you know, we've been learning more and more. Yes. And we've just kind of built this thing out. And in fact, we still learn stuff <laughs> as we continue on. But it just taking advantage of all of the resources that are out there. And like I said, all this stuff is freely accessible. I mean, we got our smartphones that we can hop on and do, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's there. But um, but yeah, there's, there's it's, the thing is too, um, I think sometimes people expect instant results. It doesn't necessarily work that way. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Um, you know, that I think that's the only difference um, because at any point, we could have, like I said, pulled a plug just because we weren't seeing the numbers like for almost a year. Almost a year. Like that's a that's a long time for most people. I mean, especially if you're cranking out yeah. money to produce something, you're not seeing not one dime come back. But if it's something yeah. you believe in, you know, just just you know, do that. Do your due diligence. Um, like I said, um, there's so many t- t- tutorials. The the resources are there, and um, it's just a matter of digging in. And finding out what you're passionate about, and I always tell people to do something that they're passionate about because that's the thing that's provide that that fire when things seem dark and like there's no way through. Mm. But that passion of knowing, like, oh man, you know, this thing that I'm doing is making a difference or it's going to help somebody else. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, "This is ludicrous," but that won't fix your home. 
that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It, it really just keeps you keeps you going, especially when when it seems like nothing's working. So um, yeah. if you're just doing something just to do it and your heart really isn't in it, yeah, that's like the, the recipe for failure, in my opinion. Um, just because yeah. there's going to be difficulties and things that you face and if it's something you're not, you know, really into, it's so easy to just pull the plug. Yeah, I get that. What What would you say? I, I want to establish this for the listeners. Like we we're hearing this, and it's it's sounding like a, a sermon on faith and, and movement, and I absolutely love it. And so what it brings me to is now that Gracie's Corner is is here and it's performing and it's reaching people. What's the mission? Where Where are you all trying to go with this? So mission is to become a global brand. You know, who mm-hmm. would ever, who would have ever thought that something created in someone's home, our first songs were recorded in a closet. Um, who mm-hmm. would ever think that something made like that could become a global brand? But it will. I truly believe that because we're already seeing, um, you know, the, we're already seeing, you know, this happen. And I truly believe that, you know, it, it, it will become a global brand. So that's a mission. Um, you know, it's out there to um, allow other children to see themselves. It's fun learning content. It's supposed to help um, families interact and have fun together. But we also have a lot of affirmations positive self-talk, like we're intentional. And all these things Mm -hmm. we do are things that we feel all children could benefit from, all families could benefit from, you know, here in the United States and, you know, in different countries all over the globe. And so for that to happen, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, we'll have to expand eventually off of YouTube and we'll have to have merchandise and we'll have to have shows and you name it. but. Who would have ever thought? And I think, um, I think this just, you know, it's it's still mind blowing. But I truly believe that, you know, that is the mission. Yeah, you know, the thing that I love about that is it gets so easy for us as people, not even just black people, but people, to look at all the major businesses and things around us and forget that we too can be that, yep. right? You're talking about starting in your home, but the fact that Facebook started in a dorm, yep. right? And there, there are so many examples of the companies that we look at today and they're mega billions, Fortune 500 companies. And we, I don't know why or how, but in our minds, I think we decide they've always been that. Yep. But the reality is at some point, it was literally a thought in someone's head. You know it that was manifested in a living room or a garage mm-hmm. that grew to its first location and now has 5,000, yeah. Yeah. right? It always has to start someplace. Mm-hmm. And, and to that point, right, you all being bold enough and courageous enough to move 
in a time period when everything is shutting down and everyone is wondering what's next. How in the world did you all find the, the, the peace of mind to say, you know what, next is now. Now is today. Mm-hmm. We're, we're activating tomorrow right now. H- how did you all find yourself able to move forward and build something when everything else around us looked like it was crumbling? How did you do that? Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not even sure what, what was the catalyst to really push us. It was just seeing our children and then seeing all the stuff that they were watching, um, not, not knocking any of the content that's, that's out there. Right. But, you know, I feel like that representation is so important. Like, if you're constantly watching stuff that you don't see yourself in, you start to question, like, man, do I, do I even belong? Like, you, you start having these different mm. questions. So I, I feel like, you know, just these critical things were, were important. So that's why we, we really did what we did. But to see where, where we are now, I think the, the moment where it really clicked for me was at the NAACP um, Image Awards. Um, so right. we, we were nominated, but the crazy part was seeing who the other nominees were. Like we were up against the Proud family who was on the, the Disney, you know, wow, we're up against all wow. these. And it's like, man, we did this at home, you know, <laughs> with just our family. Yeah. And we're up against these major uh, uh, brands and, and production companies, like multi-million dollar uh, machines. But it was just a testament to that you don't necessarily have to have a big force behind you. You can do this with the idea. If it's the right idea and you really, you know, put what's necessary to, to, to get it going, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do well. I mean, it, but it all starts with that idea and getting to that end point is just part of the journey. But, you know, the first thing, though, is just executing on the idea. Yeah. And I think, I, I love that. No, go ahead, please. Come, come on, Mom. Oh, it's I was all saying, you. I mean, there's never a perfect time. Like the timing was, luckily, when we're talking about like YouTube, it's pretty easy to create an account and upload. So content creators, that's something you can do. And there's it's not a really, you know, strenuous process to become a content creator on YouTube, you know. But I say for a lot of things that we envision doing, we always try to plan for the perfect time and there's no mm-hmm. perfect time than now. Like, because you'll right. sit here and you'll say, right. next week, next month, and then before you know it, 10 years are yep. gone. And so I think that yep. was just our mindset. Like, why not? You know, first thing we created was row your boat. And, you know, I think at that time we were like, wait, it's not perfect, but we're going to put it out because why not? Now's the time, you yeah. know? And so... Yeah. I think that's another thing is for people just to know that now is the moment. You know, you don't have to have yeah. perfect timing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. You all said two critical things to me, two very important things. One, the best time to ever do something was yesterday. The second best time is right now. Yeah. And two, Dad, going to your comment about the Proud family, I, I look at us sometimes and I think it, it is not that we don't know who we are, but we get so wrapped up in being who we are that sometimes it takes a mirror being held up to show us and remind us who we are. Yeah. So when you stood up there, when you got that nomination, you were right by a proud family. That was the reminder that, oh, I'm here. Yeah. I might not be exactly where I want to mm-hmm. be, but I am here. I'm in this room and I've got a voice. And voices are so critically important, yeah. which brings me to my next question. Gracie, I'm coming back oh, to you. you. <laughs> 
tell me what it feels like to have a voice that reaches so many people now. It feels really cool and like excited to like be a part of the music music and like arts um community and like including Beyonce and all the people <laughs> that you see singing everywhere. And yeah. I say it's like really cool to like to be singing and like like almost almost like almost reaching up there like grabbing for a star went and like just as if you were a singer as I am you would like you'd be having to practice a lot and that takes a lot of time to get your voice ready and I think that's what makes singing so cool in my life and to other singers singing. Mm. I got one more question about voice for you. So you just talked about voice in song, right? You talked about how you can physically sing a word to a melody and create music. But I want to talk about a different kind of voice. I want to talk about the voice that you have as a young black woman who can speak to and inspire so many other people. How does it feel to know that the words that you speak or sing can create so much impact and power on someone listening? How does that feel? Um, it feels great to be inspiring others around me and for them to be like, oh, I know that person. She's so cool. I want to be <laughs> like him or her. And it just makes you feel so good and happy inside. It makes you just want to bloom up like a flower and like sprout out and just like bloom in the sun and like a star. And it just makes you feel so, so like warm, warm inside to have like somebody memorize you everywhere and like take their time to like, like educate and put their time into you while looking at you and like taking self being into themselves. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Gracie, you came with 
bars today. Do you understand me? You came ready. She is sprouting and growing. That is what I'm talking about. Yes. I'm telling you, she came. I didn't know you were a poet too. Where did this come from? That was not in the bio. That was not in the bio. All right, so you, you all have done some pretty strong collaborations. You've yeah. done some amazing partnerships. You all are in classrooms and, and homes all across the country and probably outside the country, I would assume as well. I, I'm, I'm assuming you've got pretty significant international distribution as well. So mom and dad, this is my question for you. Very same question. You all sat back as, as PhD, so you understood the power of education and your word and your voice. But how does it feel to have it magnified for you all the way it is as well? Man, it's probably the most surreal feeling for me, honestly, because I never, like, I knew it was something that was needed, but I didn't know it would reach as many people as it has, you know, at this point. Yeah. And whenever, you know, I see an IG video or a TikTok video where a family, like, including Mom, grandma, dad, granddad, like the whole unit, you know, rock or like rowing the boat or saying the ABCs together or just just jamming out. It's it's one of the greatest feelings, man, because especially whenever you think about like some of the stereotypes that people tend to cast on black families as far as us not being together or coming from broken homes and you name it. But whenever I look at a lot of the content that's out there where the where kids are jamming and dancing with their family to our music and, and stuff, it's like, it's not true. You know, this this is showing that, hey, yeah. we we do have uh, fully intact families that exist and it's just beautiful to see. But I don't know, it's, it's been awesome to see um, the reach that we, we've had thus far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. both of us, you know, we're teachers, you know, and so it's crazy to see, you know, before I was maybe teaching, like 200 students a year. It's crazy to see how that's now, you know, multiplied. Yeah, it's millions. It really is. And it's pretty cool, you know, to know that, okay, I'm educating children and, you know, that's exactly what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, I'm a psychologist, you know, and so you'll hear some of the psychological stuff that I'll throw in there, like with affirmations, um, some of the techniques. And so even cooler yeah. to see some of those techniques out there, you know, maybe helping children, some early intervention stuff out there. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you all what do you all tell people when they interact with your content for the first time and they walk let me back up. I want to. I want to change the way I was going to ask that question. So, going back to what I told you all in the beginning, when I mentioned to anyone who had kids or was even tied to that world that you all were coming on, I'm not kidding. And you all probably have seen this as well. It just caught me very much off guard. Exuberance, happy, like ecstatic, over the top. It there was just something about the way you all do what you do that reaches inside and grabs these folks and holds them like it's I I haven't seen it like this often so how do you all react or no when did you believe that's what it is when did you believe that you had this impact on people and and I asked that because this platform is much like yours it started 
my mama, maybe a couple cousins listened. A bunch of friends said they did, but I didn't see it in the numbers. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? You, you know what that looks like. But then here I am a few years later in, you know, 72 countries with millions of downloads and, and, and thousands of ears. But I didn't, it was very hard for me to either believe or accept it. Like, it took me a while to be like, oh, when I say that, they do hear it. When did it happen for you? When did you realize you were penetrating people's psyches the way you were? When did you realize that you were speaking and being heard by people? And on top of that, how did it feel when you recognized it? I think uh, it took a while for me to really realize it. Um, I know I told you about the NAACP moment, but before that, though, it was when we did the, the Funnick song. And that one went bananas on TikTok, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, yeah. name it. We had an HBCU band that actually ended up playing the song. Like, that was bananas. Yeah, I think yeah. someone sent me, like, it was Jackson State Band playing yeah. the funny song. Come, like, come on, Jackson State. Come on, Sonic Boom. Yeah, it was just really cool to see how we were actually reaching people. Like, you're, like we do this from our home, so we're in these four walls, but to see how it can reach the masses and it actually appeal to people, like, that's that's just been crazy. But, yeah, the funny song, I think, definitely was that critical mm-hmm. moment for me where we we were kind of just coasting along with, with growth. Right. But after that, man, it just mm-hmm. did this crazy vertical yeah. <laughs> move where uh, viewership started going crazy and uh, people really started to say, like, okay, I think these guys really are on to something. So tell me this, right? Preschool teachers, um, elementary school teachers are, are, are fawning at the idea of what you all do. So are there opportunities, are there ways to engage with your brand and your content and your educational pieces outside of YouTube? Are you working with schools? Are you working with organizations? If not, are you planning to? What are the other ways that people can engage and grow with Gracie's Corner? Yeah, so we are in a process of... Um, starting a nonprofit, uh, Gracie's Corner Foundation, um, and it's going to be focused on um, education as well as um, recreational activities. Um, And so Mm -hmm. we're definitely going to be in a lot of schools. I mean, that's a big part of our mission too. Global, but education, you know, is at the core of Gracie's Corner. Um, You know, on, on top of that, like teachers, we get emails from teachers. We read comments on social media. So a lot of the things that we will put out there will be based on like a teacher that says, oh, it would be nice if, you know, you had a song about, you know, washing your hands or a song Mm -hmm. about counting to 10. Um, And so we pay Mm -hmm. attention. um, And so, um, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, And we do engage, you know, with educate educators for our content um, sometimes as well. Yeah, I love and it. She's, she's actually made a few visits to, to schools too to personally meet and greet, um, you know, different kids. Um, I think there was one I know not too long ago in Houston that um, she went to and, you know, had a chance to connect with the teachers as well as the, the, the students. But, but yeah, it's, 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 there's even more opportunities that are coming up too where, um, we're going to have live shows and things like that um, that really going to give fans and followers to, an opportunity to truly connect with us on a, in a, you know, an even more intimate basis. 
Yeah, I, I figured if if you if you hadn't seen all the opportunities coming there, they're right around the corner. Oh, yeah. They're gonna be blowing you all up, knocking on doors, making requests. You all are gonna get tired because Lord knows I'm tired. <laughs> Sometimes it gets tired. So listen, we're coming to the end of the episode, and and I I know I'm a highly intelligent man, but I also know that the people around me are often more intelligent, yourselves included. So with that. I don't want to assume that we've touched on all the things that you all believe important to share. So I always like to open the floor up and say, hey, you all are in this space. You are talking to people and teaching people in a capacity that I can't and probably would never be able to. So with what you know, are there any things that we need to talk about or tell our listeners today to help them better understand what you do, how to tap in, how to grow, how to be inspired? Is there anything that you all want to share that we haven't touched on yet? Um, you can find us on YouTube. Um, so if you search YouTube Gracie's Corner, we're going to come up. Um, so that's um, where you'll find all of our videos. Um, we also um, are on um, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Um, I think they're all Gracie's Corner with the exception of which one is different? I think it's uh, Twitter maybe different. Twitter, yeah. I think that's the only one we don't have the Gracie's Corner um, handle. Um, you know, but definitely reach out, engage with us. Like I said, um, we pay attention and um, a lot of what we do, you know, is based on what we see is needed. And so, you know, teachers yeah. that reach out and say, hey, this is something we need, you know, we're, we'll definitely, you know, consider it. And, you know, that's an important part of what we do is making sure we take input and feedback. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Yeah, and um, what else we want to... <laughs> No, no, it's just been a, a, a great journey thus far. Everybody who's tuned in and watched the video or did anything, like, we really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. And I know it, we're just really motivated to continue creating and, and doing what we're doing. Um, I know, you know, some people get it, and then there's a lot of people who don't quite get it as far as, like, what we're, what we're mm -hmm. doing. But we're just doing our best to create educational and fun content that really is um, culturally relevant. You know, like we, you know, we're doing our Afro beats, we're doing our hip hop, we're doing our reggae, mm -hmm. we're doing our, you, you name it, and we're tapping into all these cool genres, but we're also making child friendly uh, music that's also educational. So it's it's just been great. I mean, there's some people who call it, you name it. Um, I'm not gonna call some sort of the rough names that people try to categorize that, but it's just un, unapologetically black, and you know, yeah. people may try to deem it as something else, but we take a very intentional approach with what we're doing and we're very, you know, just happy to see so many people appreciate it. Yeah. Gracie, I want to ask you one more question and then we'll we'll, we'll end the show. And I, and I always like for you all to share your socials again. People are very used to hearing it at the end and I want them to be able to find it. But Gracie, this is my question to you. When I think about myself, there are certain things that I want to put into the world. I want to put into the world, specifically into the black community, love, grace for each other. I want to put patience. I want to put a desire and a yearning to learn, to live, and to love. So my question to you is, 
What do you want to put into community? What do you want to put into this world? I want to know. I want to make sure that people are loved in every way, not just you, but everybody in the world. We want to show representation and make sure that everybody's included and loved, and make sure that they don't feel excluded. And I think it's really important to like include everybody and. I think it's really important to share friendship and kindness around. Every time you speak, it just warms me from the inside out. I cannot wait to see what you continue to do and become. Go ahead. It's all you. Roses are red, violets are blue. You're so bright like the flower in June. Did you just come up with that? Listen, you, you you are better than me. I couldn't got I couldn't have got through it at all. Listen, family, I I, I want to make sure at the end of the episode you all share your your socials and how people can engage with you one more time. And then we always open the floor up to any last things that you want to share, anything that's on your heart to tell the people listening, and then we'll be out. So please take it from here. Yeah. So you guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. On all of the other platforms, we're at Gracie's Corner, and on uh, on Twitter, I believe it's at Gracie's Corner, at Gracie's underscore corner uh, underscore TV on Twitter. You can also find videos for your children and and like with their names on Cameo Kids. Um, and then I just want to say thank you for having us. Thank you to all those who support us. Um, all of this is not possible um, without all the love and support that we have. So thank you so much. And wanted to add, like, just continue, you know, to, to just be along for the ride. Um, there's going to be some fun things happening in the future from live shows to you name it. And then you're probably going to start seeing a lot more of this one um, outside of the animation because she's really talented. And I think sometimes she does get lost behind the animation. It definitely came through today. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> All right now. Well, look, with that family, we love you. We out. Peace. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.